yeah, y'all know what it is. It is Romy Mac. We're back again with another um, episode on mental health for two cents, the mental health edition. Um, today's show is going to be about toxic relationships. And, uh, and, and who doesn't know about a toxic relationship in 2022 anyways, ever since like the social media age. But tonight is going to be really, really interesting. I have uh, two of my friends that'll be on this show to kind of share a little bit about their lives um, and toxic relationships that they've um, endured within their lives. But um, I won't hold us all any longer and just go ahead and bring bring forth them. So I want to uh, introduce first who's been through the show. This is probably Coco's. I think this is what, your third time being on here or something like that. But yeah. ne- nevertheless, Coco, welcome to the show. Say what's up. What's up? What's up, everybody? Yeah, yeah. And of course, this right here, Anique, is her first time being on the podcast uh being on a podcast at all so you know definitely show love and i just want to thank anique for being on this show appreciate you thank you all right well let's uh let's get right into it ladies Um, we're talking about toxic relationships and um, so coco when did you recognize you were in your toxic relationship how did what, what was it about it that made it seem uh so toxic to you looking back at it it's actually a really crazy story because he's very uh, abusive and uh, I would recognize it the first time he put hands on me but it wasn't until uh, we were laying in bed and he you know wanted to play around and I had told him no and he did it anyways and that was actually the first time that I realized that it was a toxic relationship okay and how young were you? That, uh, you don't mind me asking what, what, how old were you when this occurred uh, I got with him when I was 18 um, when I had said no in bed I was already 22 alright well Anique it is your time to shine here for you uh, when did you recognize that you were in a toxic relationship in your in, in your toxic relationship um, I think I realized I was in a toxic relationship when I would stop um telling my friends about the fights you would have because it was like too degrading to talk about I knew when I couldn't control myself and I would cry in inappropriate places like work um mind you I was a correction officer in a max unit definitely not a place to be showing weakness right I also like knew I was in a toxic relationship when I felt like I lost my identity um because I had ended up not being able to handle like this work stress just due to having levels of stress at home. Okay. Well, I want to thank both of you guys for sharing your accounts of, uh, you know, like a toxic relationship and and, and and even as bad as it may have been, like going through it, it's great that you're able to look back on it and recognize like the the, the toxicity of it all so that if indeed something does come about again that you're able to respond to that and kind of dead that shit before it even goes any further as for myself when did i recognize i was in a toxic relationship i recognized i was in a toxic relationship in this particular instance when i was being spied on i was being lied to i was uh I was doing, um, I, I was, I was, li- I was living like walking on eggshells, but I mean, I'm not going to come off like I was a victim. I want to talk about blind loyalty in a toxic relationship. And, and that's what I was given to that individual. You know what I mean? I was doing things that, uh, you know, I, I was being very sneaky. I was being very sneaky about shit. Now, was there cause to, to kind of pry and see like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, um, I would say that there was. The only thing is, we weren't actually committed to each other at the time uh, when all this shit was going down. But nevertheless, that doesn't give. Um, you know, I, I I gave my word on things, and um, and and I did not stick to that, despite not being in a relationship. I should have never given my word on that I wouldn't be with anybody. Uh, intimately um, until we figured out what we got going on. That's that's something I did. I was young and I, well, I think I was, what, 28, 29 or something like that. And I didn't know, uh, I didn't know any better. Um, I, I was never, uh, as for me, I was never taught what a healthy relationship looks like. And I'm sure that you guys can probably say the same, but 
I just never, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know how to conduct myself as a man in a relationship with a woman, if you will. And I knew how to take charge because the military had kind of given me those tools and all that stuff. But as for how to treat another person, uh, like a woman, that you, a woman of interest, I was not skilled with those, uh, you know, the tools for that just yet. So it was kind of learning as you go along. But it's very um, insightful how you can come across someone and um, and they look very, very innocent. <laughs> they, they come off very, very innocent. And then they turn out to be um, like the problem child, if you will. Um, and something that they, they they show you a side of them, a dark side of them that you never would have you never would have thought, you know, your expectations would have never brought you there. And and, and you literally feel like you're living in a, a real life fatal attraction. But that's um but that's toxic relationships for you but um i guess for you guys i'll ask i'll ask anique this how do you feel you even ended up you even ended up in um that toxic relationship like what what do you think about something that maybe from childhood it kind of led you to believe that this was normal uh to you for even end up in this toxic relationship i do believe like not having my father during my teenage years now we have a great relationship because i've forgiven him now but those important years of, you know, me being a teenager, I didn't have my dad. And so um, my husband was nine, is nine years older than me. So perhaps I was looking more of like a dad than a partner. Right. And um, I think it's, it just happened for many reasons. I, I also believe that him love, you know, love bombing and you know, pleasing me every chance he could at the beginning, right? Yeah. And uh, he's always a great provider. And, you know, with my own insecurities and, and fear of ending up um, being alone, I guess that, that um, turned into one day not being alive. <laughs> right. No, I understand that. And I appreciate, you know, we appreciate you sharing um, that with us and Nick. Cole, what about you? How do you think you fit, you ended up in your toxic relationship? What uh, what's something that's from your childhood that kind of made you um, believe that this was normal and what in the relationship that you got into? It was definitely childhood traumas are the way that I was brought up because I didn't actually recognize childhood trauma until after I realized that I was in a toxic relationship. Um, everything that we were doing, um, it was normal. You know, uh, I come from a very, uh, like I said before, Mexican family. My mom was very, you know, mean to me and stuff. But the crazy thing is, um, in the beginning of the relationship, I was the toxic one. And I think what got me into this situation was that he was the first person to challenge me. You know, because in all my other relationships before him, I was the toxic one. And it didn't work out because of me. Um, so I think the fact that he like challenged me and I couldn't like walk all over him is what attracted me to him. But then like after uh, we got married, like literally the day after, like some flip switched in him, um, and he was just determined to like break me from there, and he did, you know. But um, I didn't leave because um, my mom and my dad, you know, they were together for a very long time, and my mom was always mean to my dad and always yelling at us always yelling at us always hitting us um you know i was uh, sexually abused at a very young age um and i was born catholic born and raised catholic so in my religion you know like you stand by your man um i was also led to believe like um i have made my bed and now i gotta lay in it you know so for the longest time, like, I felt like that's what I deserved, like, my karma. I mean, I definitely had to grow past it, but um, staying in it for as long as I did was definitely things that I grew up on that, like I said, you know, were normal. Um, I get that. I, I totally get that, especially that aspect where you mentioned that um, you made your bed, you sleep in it. And um, I, I just felt like for myself... 
I, yeah, I did this. It was me that decided to get with this individual out of sex. Um, let's be truthful. It was just about that. And then for this individual to turn out to have like signs of, I don't know, someone psychotic, um, like the stalker, stalker vibes, if you will. Um, and on levels that I've never seen before, I'm talking about tapping into emails, tapping into phones, tapping into social media, um, and then lying about it, you know what I'm saying? Like to my, to my fucking face over a lot of things, but just was able to tap into everything. I practically was monitored, um, throughout, I was, I believe throughout the entire, um, relationship that we, you know, off and on, we were, we talked together, we were together for like, I think four years. So I practically was under surveillance for four years. So who knows what, uh, you know, she, she was able to, to see, like I said, all around, I was toxic. She was toxic. It was just, uh, it was just a toxic relationship. We just were, we didn't know how to, we didn't know how to love each other. Truth be told. And, um, when, and, and as far as why I became, why that relationship, how did I end up in a toxic relationship for myself? It was what I did not see growing up. I, I've never seen a healthy relationship coming from the, I'll say the, the families that I've known, be it my own or, or just anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like everything seems normal when you're little. You don't, you don't recognize these things. It's when you go to like a therapist or you watch um, mental health related things on like YouTube or different articles, like certified articles too, you know, when it comes to mental health information. And then to see like, these are the signs of a healthy relationship. And then you're like, I don't know what the fuck this shit is. I've never seen this shit before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and then to look back at your relationships after that, I'm like, well, damn. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't do that. I did not communicate well. I shut down um, a lot of times, which is, um, is detrimental to the, I would say, creating unity in a relationship when you decide to shut down and you don't communicate because that's the whole thing. However, the reason for shutting down comes from not being heard when you were a kid. And when you don't feel heard, that's what happens. Like a, a kid, go, every child starts out roughly the same. You know, you have the kid, mommy, I need this, mommy, I need that. But when you get told by mommy or daddy, like to sit down and go somewhere enough after a few times, it's like, you know what? I'm going to shut the fuck up. No one's listening to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to suppress all these things. I'm going to keep this shit buried. And then I may find myself in a relationship and if somebody says the right thing, uh, and by right thing, I mean wrong thing, like trigger, if you trigger that shit, there's a volcano coming. Everything that was suppressed from all those all those times, it comes out, and then we end up uh, having a screaming match, and you get to see, uh, like, the 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 inner the wounded inner child that was that did not feel heard screaming and shit at you, and and before you know it, we're in a screaming match, because. Everybody talks over each other because they come from, they, I believe that we talk over each other because we come from places where we did not feel heard. And the people that got heard were the person that talked the loudest. So you have people trying to like not talk to each other, but talk at each other. And, um, it's, it's something that you just learn as you, you know, you like, you get older and are wiser or more familiar with like emotional maturity and, 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 um, just mental health itself and I like I said for me I saw so I saw little communication uh from my family now we can talk about people don't get me wrong we can we can tell you what you did wrong and all that other shit but actually talking emotions and feelings you can forget that shit it's not happening like so it was unheard of to actually share what you felt without there being some kind of emotional or angry rebuttal you know what I mean? So after a while, you just feel, damn, I keep, and, and, and you tend to attract what you're, what's familiar to you versus what's best for you. And that's what I found myself doing. I would get, I would attract women that would be, that would react the same way that my mother would do in, um, in conflict. And, and she was just scared herself. I can say that now looking back at things, you know, so the people that pop off in communication, 
there, you know, behind anger is fear. I believe, I firmly do believe that behind anger is fear. You're afraid of something and that's your way of defending yourself. So you tend to kind of carry yourself in a way that makes people in fear of you. And, and I mean, you might not be able to communicate the best, but at least there's some form of protection there where they won't, they won't come at you a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'll say for you guys, how do you hold yourself accountable? Like when, like getting into a toxic relationship, like how do you like, you know, own up to the fact that, yeah, I put myself in this situation. How, how does that normally, how did that go for, uh, for you and Nate when, um, when you, when you found yourself in that position? I do believe, um, and I'm a realist, so I do hold myself accountable. Um, I definitely, definitely for sure ignored those words, red flags. Um, I agree with you when it comes to that I ignored my, my inner child and like, actually that reminds me that I actually have a, a photograph of myself when I was about four to five years old on the wallpaper of my phone. So I could remember whenever I was disrespected, that little girl is the same girl I, I'm allowed to be mistreated. And I'm a protector by nature, so having that picture there is a constant reminder that I need to protect myself. And I really encourage, you know, anyone going through the same thing, whether it be a male or female, to do the same. Like, have that picture and, and look at it and remember that, you know, yeah, your inner child is, is, is hurting. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, Cole, what about you? How did you hold your? How do you hold yourself accountable for being in um, said toxic relationships? Like I said, I, I know I saw as long as I was uh, the toxic one, uh, and I I kept digging my hole deeper. And I mean, we we all know what's right and what's wrong. You know, we know what we're doing, even if we're not doing it intentionally at the time you know like we know that we're being mean we know that we're yelling no you know um and so i just you know like i said i uh i know it was my fault that i got into relationship because it was like a crunch and it was you know fun up until it wasn't fun so i definitely i don't believe that i deserved the things that i you know the extent i went through uh, now you know, that I've healed and stuff, but, um, I definitely know that there's things that I could have done different, and there's times that, you know, I really should have loved him, I didn't, I went back for more, um, and that was on me. Okay, and looking back, what, just, what was something that you probably could have done different in that, uh, in that, in that situation? Uh, I wish I would have recognized the reason why I was so angry when I first got with him. Um, I didn't know, I was just an angry teenager, you know, um, by the age of six, I was, I had already been, uh, like, uh, sexually assaulted, um, by the age of five, it was the first time I got molested, um, my dad had stepped out, and then when I was 13, he, uh, you know, told me that, like, to my face, that he didn't want to be in my life, uh, the only reason why he asked me around is, you know, for, like, less child support, and because my brother will come over and that's the one who wanted that's the one who he wanted you know to be around in a relationship with uh so i just i really wish that i would have known earlier you know what i know now you know i wish i would have known a hit of my anger and i I don't think that if i was to recognize it then i don't think i would have stayed in their relationship um at all because it was unhealthy you know from the start and it just got worse and worse and worse um, but by the time that I realized it, um, I, I don't want to say it was too late because I left the relationship, obviously, but, like, I felt trapped and I felt scared to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and my voice, I had lost uh, everything. Um, so I just think just knowing, I just wish I would have known then what I know now. I, and I, I really wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten in that relationship um, and I wish I would have just left the first time, you know, we had broken up. No, thank you for sharing that, Cole. And of course, I'm, I'm, I know you're in a better spot now 
mentally and, and, you, and you've learned from, you know, being in that situation. Anika, I want to pose the same question to you. Uh, looking back at that scenario that you found yourself in, what would you have done differently from what you know now? I definitely agree with Coco. Like, I wish I would have just left, like, the first time um, that I was disrespected, you know? Um, but you, I guess you just always think that, like, you know, things are going to get better, he's going to change, and, like, it just becomes, like, a cycle. And then, like she said, like, I felt trapped. And thankfully now, like, I don't have that mentality. But... Um, you know, it was hard, and you've been to my house, you, like, I love my house, like, it sucks, you know, that I have to sell it now, because of the divorce and everything, but, right. um, you know, like, we had a life together, you know, um, and I got used to that, that, that cycle, that those two weeks of love, love bombing felt like a drug, you know, so, yeah. I just wish I would have just realized that from, like she said, the first time, and just, respected myself enough to leave the first time not now where it's a lot more difficult right because now we have assets together and we have all these things and it just makes it more difficult and you feel more trapped but that's a lie because no matter what you can always leave and you know what's more important than materialistic things or anything like that is you know having yourself and, and you know, having your identity and, and being alive by the time you leave. There's no, you know, appreciate you sharing that, Anique, and um, and the and the depth that you've shared it as well. Um, it's greatly appreciated. Um, I like you guys. I can also relate with not leaving a toxic relationship when you get the signs. And I'm talking about someone that is another another situation that I found myself in. I want to say that the tens, as I guess they call that in the years, the tens was definitely what I would call like my toxic relationship era. Like just one toxic relationship after another. Now I'm not going to act like there weren't good times like within those those moments, but like you said, it's uh, the love bombing and shit like that. It, it keeps you coming back. It's a it's a well well um, oiled machine tactic by a, you know a narcissist. Narcissists know exactly what they're doing, and um, being and, and having been been one myself, um, like and, and, and with unknowingly, um, but just just recognizing those things, like it, it it keeps you coming back. And when you get fed crumbs, uh, <laughs> you get fed crumbs. You don't really know your worth. Uh, you will sit there and you'll do just about anything just to be fed in order to like when you're hungry. Like when you're hungry for love, when you feel like you're uh, you're empty, and that you and, and that you don't have, um, you know, you, like you, you're not whole without this particular person, this particular love that they have. You're willing to do whatever it takes to prove your love, but you don't have to prove your love to any fucking body. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you are love. Like you don't have to do anything for love because you are love. Like you're whole. You're not incomplete. You're not broken. You're fine just the way you are. But back then, I didn't know these things. And, and you know, of course, being a man, you know, you don't really talk about feelings and, and nothing like that. So you're just kind of taking shit as it goes. And it's like trying to find this, uh, the, again, trying to look for, like, like how um, Anique looked, like how she mentioned she was looking for her, you know, like a father more so than a partner. That's where I found myself, like, this entire time going in these relationships shit dating back to like fucking middle school um any girl i i got with i would love the fuck out of them <laughs> like smother them and shit like it was like almost with a scarcity mindset to where i did not want to let them go and it was trust issues it was abandonment and um and in that but in this that but in this but in this particular relationship that i'm speaking on now um there was a lot of screaming uh, at each other. There was like constant fights, unnecessary shit. Um, there would be um, a lot of moments of silence, a lot of feeling like you're walking on eggshells, getting into um, arguments, commonly when alcohol is involved. And that was triggering for me too, because you know I grew up in a home where I, I had a, you know, a father that, that used to drink 
or whatever. It'd be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type thing. You know what I'm saying? Where not drinking, everything is fine. But then when the alcohol is in them, it's like, damn, what did I do? I, you start questioning whether you did something wrong and it's not really what you did. It was more so what that individual was going through and the pain that they had inside and they were projecting that shit out onto you. But when you're a kid, you don't know that shit. You just try not to rock the fucking boat. And after a while, you find yourself doing that in some relationships at times. You try not to rock the boat. And then when you get pushed far enough and then it's like, all right, nigga, let's go. And then a lot of times that's where I found myself with it. It's like, I don't want to argue. I'm trying to avoid confrontation as much as possible. It makes me uncomfortable. But then you're going to press me. And if you're going to push me far enough, then it's going to be a screaming match. You're going to meet Little Rome. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to meet my inner child, my wounded inner child. So, and what what those relationships taught me to be was uh, I tend to freeze. I would freeze, you know, um, in my fight or flight. You know, there's like when in most cases I would go to freeze. I wouldn't and, and sometimes flee. I mean, flight or whatever. It's very few like fighting. Um, I never really got to push the fighting. I would. Um, my my parents kind of had me um, like I, I'm not gonna say they would withdraw love if I fought or whatever, but they definitely told me not to like fight when I was younger. So a lot of times I would do whatever I could to avoid fighting, whether that be funny, because you know the funny guy doesn't really get into fights and shit like that, or just avoid the confrontation altogether. So as I you know getting older and being in relationships. And like I said, in this this one right here, it's like this individual just constantly wanted to have disagreements about nothing. I don't know what you're trying to prove here, but it's like you just constantly want to um, have unnecessary disagreements. At least in my perspective, that's just my perspective. Obviously, you know, uh, her perspective may be different, but for me, it just felt like, damn, no matter what we do, we're going to find a way to fuck it up. You know, just like to, to argue about bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Literally, why orange juice is on the fucking counter type stuff. Like, what the, you know what I'm saying? Or, 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 or spelling a word wrong. Like, like, what is this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that really what's important to a relationship? I don't, I don't believe so. I don't think things like that should matter. I think that's more, um, I don't know, perfectionist. Um, walk again and then to the point where you're walking on eggshells where that individual tries to make you question your own intelligence that's one and that's another sign of like being in a toxic relationship where you don't even feel comfortable being yourself you know around someone you feel like you have to maintain this character in order and and, and, you know i'm saying as far as feeling i would say comfortable because of course a man still has to hold a frame when with a woman i do believe but but to the point where you're you're really you're acting you're doing whatever you can to make sure that this goes by without no trouble and then you know when you're around your friends with that very same individual you're you're not the same person and your friends can physically see it in your face they know like that ain't john i don't know what the fuck going on right now you know what i'm saying and then for you to spaz out while with that individual in front of your friends that's when you know it's a fucking sign and um that's something i went through and um but you learn from it you grow from it it was uh it was just you versus you and it's still that battle to this day i believe is still uh you know like you versus you but ladies i do appreciate you guys sharing um those accounts of um of what went down as far as um your your hand in the toxicity and 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 holding yourself accountable but um, looking, like I said, it, it, looking at toxic relationships, do you believe you can mend a toxic relationship almost like the heal where you got sick uh, concept? I'll go with uh, I'll go with Coco for you on this first. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you believe that you can mend a toxic relationship? I would say probably every situation is different. Um, I feel like with my ex-husband, absolutely not. Because he doesn't see that he's wrong. He doesn't, like, he's still doing what he would with me, like, with other women, you know? Like, um, he just wants everybody to be on his level. And even through healing and, like, the love that I've learned, and um, actually, I don't, 
hate him, you know, and I, I don't hate Beyonce, but um, it can never be mended. Like, I just, my piece with it is that I don't talk to him unless it's regarding the kids. You know, I don't need to know his life. He doesn't need to know mine. You know, um, I don't argue with him. But as far as it being mended, absolutely not. Uh, not on my end. Um, he always tries to make me look like the bad guy. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be friends. I'm trying to be friends. And I'm just like, no, it was one of your manipulating themes. Um, other relationships that I was toxic in, absolutely. No, I'm actually friends with some of my ex-boyfriends that I was, I truly don't deserve their friendship. But there was um, a lot of forgiveness on their side, you know, and I'm lucky that they can see, like, where that anger that I, you know, that I was having where it stemmed from. Um, so, in those instances, yeah, like, a toxic relationship can be funded with my ex. Absolutely not. Okay. Monique, it's on you, baby. What you what you think about, um, can you can you mend a toxic relationship? Do you think you can heal where you got sick? So, I agree with Coco. I think every situation is different. Um, you know, there was a man in my life um, earlier on that he was an amazing guy and he was actually my friend for 10 years before we got into a relationship. And I didn't treat him as I should have. And, you know, I apologized and I, you know, I explained myself to him and, and he forgave me. Right, and that's like the difference between like my husband, like and me, where I feel as if like I'm aware of you know when I do something wrong and I have the the capability of apologizing, whereas he lives in like a fantasy land where he's just right and that's it, and everybody else is wrong. Um, I don't believe that there's a way to mend a toxic relationship, at least in my case. Um, unless there's some sort of miracle or if the person who's the abuser suffers from some sort of chemical imbalance and they decide that they're going to be medicated um, on top of medication, they would definitely need a very long treatment plan, um, which would include things like medication, you know, praying, exercising daily, and even changing their diet, you know, um, but I just don't think that your happiness is worth waiting for the person to basically change their entire way of being, you know? Um, so I just, I, I don't think necessarily, like, if you, I don't think you have a toxic relationship if your partner steps out on you one time and, you know, you can fix that kind of thing, right? But with, you know, relationship counseling and that sort, um, and they can work on themselves, but they have to be aware. But somebody who's just like not aware of like the amount of abuse and the amount of disrespect, whether it be physically, mentally, or verbally, like then absolutely not. Like I definitely recommend you end that relationship as soon as possible and just walk away with your sanity and it will just be a lot less healing that you would have to do on your side. Okay. Yeah. Um Believing that you can mend a toxic relationship. Uh, healing where you got sick. I, I would say it didn't work for me. Um, that's what I know. I know that um, the most, my most recent relationship, that's what, that's what we tried to do. Um, and I was not, I, I think it was both parts. I think it was one, an individual that kept doing, doing whatever it took to make it seem like everything was straight. And then once everything went, like, seemed like it was okay to go back to the, to the toxic shit. Excuse me. Um, yeah, to go back to the, uh, like, the toxic shit. And you get tired of trying to see, like, if this, oh, is this person going to change and all this stuff? No, when a part, you know, when a person shows you who they are, you got to believe them. And you accept it for what it is. And, and at that point, um, you, you have to decide because you can only be the victim once. After that, you're a volunteer. So at that point, you know, when you keep seeing the same uh, incidents keep coming up, then you, you got to ask yourself, what am I teaching this person about me? Because this is the treatment that I'm letting you know is okay. The fact that I'm allowing this individual to do this toxic shit to me. Now, mending a toxic relationship, I would say, yeah, uh, there's, um, I think there's possibility, but it would have to take some serious 
therapy. I'm, I'm a big proponent on that, on therapy. Now, an individual just saying they're not going to do this shit again, um, it's a, yeah, it, you're, 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 you're definitely taking a risk, a gamble with someone that they haven't done anything to change, what, you know what I mean, what they've done, and you know, an apology without uh, changed behavior is manipulation. You know what I mean? So, like, when you're trying, when you tell me that, you know, you're not going to tear me down um, as a man in a relationship, and then something happens, and then you revert back to the same type of toxic shit, what are you telling me? You're letting me know that you do not value me. You're letting me know that uh, you do not have any respect for me. And that's, and at that point, it's up to me to accept. I either have to accept that this is what my life is going to be or I have to make the best decision um, for myself and my own mental health. And your mental health has got to come before anything else because what good are, what good am I to anyone if my shit is fucked up? You know what I mean? So being in a toxic relationship, it, it really, it, it really, it's a teacher. You know, everything we go through teaches us something. And, um... So I want to go into my next question for you guys. What is something positive that came of like of you today from enduring those toxic relationships? And I want to start with uh, with Anique on this one. Um, what's something for you looking back at everything that you've learned about yourself um, and you've, you've taken it as a sign of positivity coming uh, going through um, a toxic relationship? I believe that. Now I'm starting to be I'm starting to be able to say no more, <laughs> and also I'm finding my way back to myself. And this includes even like the most simple things, like wearing my hair curly instead of straightening it, and loving my authentic self. Um, I'm also able to think a lot clearer now. I don't have that anxiety, um, as you mentioned, like walking on eggshells and all that. Like that just gives me a ton of anxiety. Um, I'm also, um, I'm able to continue to write my book I've been writing, which, by the way, I plan on um, 23, hopefully. So, just focusing on myself and, you know, being able to think clear, like, I just, you know, not having that fog anymore, and, like, doing things that I love and not being embarrassed in front of my friends, or, like, not isolating myself, because I know if I go out with him, it's going to be a huge fight, or, and, and things like that, like, I'm able to enjoy life. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, Coco, what is something positive that you uh, learned about, I would say, yourself um, from enduring um, a toxic relationship? I would definitely have to say strength. Um, I've been able to just see like my capabilities and the positive things like about me and the person that I truly am. And it's not just from... Um, my ex-husband, you know, with the abuse of marriage, but also my mom, you know, like, our relationship is still toxic, um, but I just, I've learned, just looking back, like, everything that I went through with him was meant to break me, and it did, and I, I was able to rebuild my foundation with everything that was thrown at me, everything that was around me. Um, and I, you know, started over, and now I know, you know, um, like, the strength that comes from within, I can teach my kids that no matter what, like, you can make it through, you know, anything, any scenario, anything that you feel like is dragging you down, or that you feel like you can't make it through, or you feel like, you know, um, you don't want to live through, uh, that strength um, is just, is what I found, um, and I never had that in my relationship. Um, physically, yeah, you know, of course, but like the mental strength that I got from being in that position with my husband is uh, one of my proudest abilities that I have now. Um, and I can, I, I can love, and I can uh, be in a better relationship because of it. You know, like it made me realize that that's not the person that I want to be. I don't want to be an ugly I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, do the things that I was in that relationship in like Spain. Um, and so it shows my kids that, so, you know, especially my daughter, like, 
that's not okay situation as to where our parents like our parents they do everything you know and i feel like that maybe that's probably why we think that when we love somebody you know you gotta fix what's broken by we stay because you know it's just like well this is only gonna make because you know we're gonna work through this and does that it like you don't have to it's not toxic like it's okay to walk away and i showed both of my kids like love yourself respect yourself and you know you definitely have a strength to walk away you don't have to go through what i did you know um and also i helped other women and that is like just so powerful with themselves you know um so i want to continue to empower women but that's just literally everything that i got out of being in those uh in the 2000s no, that's, uh, I love that for both of you, honestly, that you guys were able to see that, um, Cole having that strength, developing that strength by, you know, going through that, looking back at everything and applying that to your life. And of course, helping others heal by sharing your stories of that empowerment and by empowering others. Um, as for Nick, you know, definitely looking forward to that book, you know what I mean? So I'm glad that you're able to, to have that, that, you know, that time and that energy that can be put into that and in, in hopes that that'll help you know somebody else heal just by reading it whatever that it you know that you're going to share with us so you know that's pretty dope to me um looking back at my toxic relationships still let's go with the first one um i learned how to to be upfront with women um as far as like um what it is what it's gonna be type thing and and to not and to not be that nice guy, you know what I'm saying. And, and by nice guy, I'm what I mean is somebody with a hidden agenda. You know what I'm saying. Like everything is, it, it seems all. Uh, it, it's almost like a car salesman, if you will. Like carrying yourself like that as a um, as a man in a re, like in a relationship with a woman. Like you you're saying all the right things, you're doing all the right things, but once you get that car off the lot, you know you sold it to me. Um, you made me buy more than what it was worth. You know what I'm saying? And I know that of my part, me owning my um, actions in that relationship, I know that all of that shit could have been avoided had um, we both been up front. But I'll say for me, had I been up, up front about things and, and what I felt and what it really was me because I pretended for four years I was an actor and all that stemmed from my childhood where I had to you know had to act to keep things cool I had to be the calm one um, to keep the peace so that's why that you know became so normal to me um, uh, being in a relationship and, and just being a people pleaser if you will and and being that again being the nice guy the nice guy is like the worst thing you can ever do because he doesn't reveal how he actually feels and shit and that's why being learning to be assertive and and saying what the fuck is on like your mind and you know what delivery's got to matter too but you don't want to be just like Andrew Dice Clay about shit but more so just saying things in a way that people understand where you're coming from and no hidden agendas and, and and that's one thing I learned from that first, um, like I said, that first toxic relationship that I've been in, uh, like I said, what, what is it, within the last eight years? And then from the second one, uh, I learned how, if it wasn't for, honestly, com a combination of both of them, this show does not happen without that, without me going through that shit. Because I did not realize how fucked up my mental health was. And I was just willing to be whatever for whoever in order to feel loved. I didn't have any aspirations for my own life. I, I, I needed, I felt like I had to be the, the push. I was the pushover. I was the, the doormat, whatever you could, the most unattractive, uh, uh, attractive person that you probably, probably will see. Um, it's like, I didn't have the, I didn't have the balls. I, I just felt like really low on life um, at that point in time. It was very dark. So I had to get pushed by the universe in order to make all of this happen, to share all of which I had to go through. Because you, you don't get me today. I don't get Coco today. I don't get Anique today without the shit that we've gone through. So it's like learning to accept what happened, what went down, 
and um and 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 because of that i was able to like like coco become stronger you know what i mean and then like anik having more time to do shit for myself and and finding yourself and recognizing all the things that are not you removing all the things that uh, are not you to find out who you are um and so it's like i'm not i'm not my emotions i'm not my thoughts i'm not my ego I'm not all these things, you know what I'm saying? And as far and once you do all that, you know, you shed that dead skin, you recognize, you can see yourself. And and the beauty of it is that I believe I create myself daily. Like there's always something that's going to be added. Uh, and, and but in but in that um that most recent relationship, it taught me how to value myself, value my sanity, value being alone. Um, versus like feeling like you had to be with somebody and that this individual, regardless of how pretty an individual is, um, it doesn't negate the fact that they, they don't value you. And, and truth be told, they didn't value themselves at the time because they felt unlovable. And I can relate to that because that's exactly what I felt. It was more like a validation thing, but when you treat somebody like a celebrity, they'll treat you like a fan. And I put this individual on this pedestal because I just thought she was like the prettiest thing ever to me. And um, I would have done just about anything. And that's a, that's a red flag in itself that you're willing to do anything for somebody. That means you don't have any fucking boundaries because you have to value yourself. You know what I'm saying? You gotta put your mask on first before you can assist anybody. And if you value yourself, you know what I mean? You'll be able to uh, to recognize when someone doesn't value you. And that's what it took me a long time to realize. But I'm forever grateful to God, to the universe for going through those situations and coming out on, you know, the other the other side of the of the battle. I mean, there's more battles to fight. It's just with more awareness. You know what I'm saying? More more uh, skills to to fight and you know it's an ongoing fight it's you versus you yesterday that's how you better yourself you know what i'm saying like um i'm i'm glad that i didn't give up on the person i was becoming and um and and those things is what that, that that's that's the shit that sticks out to me when um i go through all this shit there are days where little rome just who felt like he wasn't heard he wasn't loved tries to drive the wheel of the car and act like you know that, that negative self-talk like i'm not worthy of this shit and all this stuff but it's all ego you know what i'm saying like ego feels like it has to be something in order to be loved but the soul just knows that it is love and that's how you know the difference so you know anybody listening to this and even for you know coco and anique that's on the show if you find yourself um like talking you just you just feel like you're unworthy of something that's not you talking you would never tell your friend that they were unworthy of something you know what i mean but somehow we end up talking to ourselves the worst but you would never tell a friend the shit that you tell yourself and that's what that's something that we have to work on i believe is by being our our own best friend and telling like when we get in those moments when our inner child comes out and they start talking that bullshit that we remind them that you're um you know you got this shit you know what i'm saying like you're gonna make it through as you've made it you you survived 100 percent of all your bad days you know what i'm saying so it only everything is temporary so we just keep um just keep moving forward but all in all like i said i appreciate you guys um sharing what you shared um lastly before we um close out uh what made you decide to end your toxic relationship um each time uh coco we'll go with you yeah so what made you end your your toxic relationship what what's something what was the light bulb moment um it's actually a real unfortunate event um when my son was five years old i had a a girlfriend and her kids come over and uh, we were going to go to the pool at my apartment complex and she was hours late and um, I started to panic because I knew that you know my husband at the time was coming home 
and I didn't know how to tell her, like, oh, you got to leave or you're going to get me in trouble. Um, so I was just, like, trying to figure out a way to, like, cancel. And um, so she, you know, came in and she had brought pizza. And shortly after she came in, um, my husband at the time came in and, you know, he put her hand out and she said, hey, my name is, we'll say, Rosie. <laughs> and, um, he just like kind of grunted and walked out the door and he texted me I'm going to the bank and he grabbed my page and I had just got paid he grabbed my page and he goes I'm going to the bank because of this you better be gone by the time I get back and my tiny five year old little son just started having like a straight panic attack like he was just in seizure mode um, I think any more scared he would have peed his pants and he goes like I'm so like, you have to leave. You're going to get my mom bubble. Thank you for the pizza. You can take it with you. But please, if you don't leave before my dad gets back, my mom's going to be in so much trouble. And I just was like, dude, <laughs> that is not okay. Um, I thought that I was uh, keeping my husband from, you know, whatever he was doing. I thought, I, I honestly thought that I was keeping that hidden well from my kids and that wasn't the case at all but I just I was blind to it and I just felt like as long as my kids are okay I can take whatever I can take the abuse I can take the hit I can take you know the yelling and the screaming um and the sexual abuse I can take it all you know as long as my kids are okay because I did I did want their father you know I didn't want to have my kids in a broken home and at that moment I was like no like, my kids are obviously so scared of their dad. And for me, in my life, he is freaking out. And that was actually the first time I left. Um, that was in 2016. And then I, you know, for the sake of the kids, I was like, okay, like, I can be friends. You know, like I said, I don't hate him. Um, I don't have hate in me at all. But, um, we, you know, I decided to be friends. And the cycle just... It, he, you know, was going in circles, like getting better, getting better, getting better, and um, okay, we can be friends. And then he just, you know, we would argue. And um, then in 2018, he had put his hands on me again in front of the kids, and that was actually the very first time in like my life um, and in our relationship that we had that I actually fought back for the first time and that's when I ended our friendship because I was like no like just man he can change you know um I thought that we could be friends and as long as he thinks that he has control over me um or as long as he thinks that like you know um he's in my life that he has the right to still be him and so that is actually when I just decided I was like uh, if it's not about the kids you know, and that's why I believe that we cannot amend our relationship. But, you know, like I said, um, he just, he definitely has to change. And he clearly did it four years as a long time. You know, um, so after he just put his hands on me in front of my kids, I was just done. Alright, um, Monique, what about you? What, uh, what made you decide, what made you decide to end your toxic relationship each time? When I decided to end, finally, and each time, but finally, um, was, you know, I realized that my husband was an alcoholic, that no matter what, he was not going to change, he was not going to pick me, he was not going to pick our kids um, over alcohol. He was abusing alcohol on every single day, putting his life at risk, putting other people's life at risk. Um, wasn't going to change the way that he spoke to me but like the real final straw I believe was him disrespecting my father which I'm surprised that he even had the balls to do um you know my father's Cuban and my mom's Puerto Rican so we definitely have um a strong character in in my family and um he told my father he was drunk and he told my father um, that my first love raised me when I was a teenager because my father wasn't there to raise me. So my real dad was 
my ex-boyfriend, which I'm not going to mention his name. Um, and he just proceeded to say, like, the most disrespectful things to my father. And luckily for him, my father <laughs> didn't do anything to him physically, right? Um, which I was actually proud of my dad not to do because it really shocked me that he didn't. But, like, you disrespect me, but there's no way in fucking hell that you're going to disrespect my fucking family. Like whatsoever like you know that was just completely ridiculous um i don't care if you're drunk i don't care if you're not i don't care you're just not gonna disrespect my dad and like i cried so much because i was like if my father had done something like who knows what what would have happened like what if my dad would have you know, beat him up so bad that he would have killed him. And then now my dad's in prison because I decided to be with a piece of shit. Like, I, I just, I, I could not be um, responsible for something happening to my dad or or just even my father being disrespected, you know? Like, I just was not going to tolerate that ever, ever again from anybody. So, yeah, I think that, that was the final straw for me. Yeah, that's as raw as it gets right there, ladies and gents. Um, so no, but seriously, appreciate you, Anique, um, you know, expressing that. Um, for me, what made me decide to end the toxic relationship? Well, you know, we talked about earlier about mending a toxic relationship. I gave this individual, well, this, I'll say, two, I'll get, we'll talk about the two scenarios that I've been mentioning the entire time in my toxic relationship experiences, but I was going to give this individual benefit of the doubt. I had found out some information um, about this, something this individual did, and I was giving them the chance to kind of really come clean about this shit. And uh, this individual uh, lied to my fucking face, directly to my face with a straight face, lied on uh, her, her, her child's life um, <laughs> that this particular incident did not, did not occur, right? That this wasn't her that did this shit. And, and um, it was at that moment, I was like, this is going to be an ongoing thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're still at a point where we're lying to... Uh, to one another and it's like damn we uh, we're too far gone it's too far gone it's too toxic we're just going to continuously have this um toxic ass relationship where there is no trust so without trust without communication there is no relationship period like nothing you know what i'm saying it's a dictatorship if there's no trust because that means i'm monitoring you so i don't trust what you're doing without me and in communication, I'm not being straightforward with you because I have to withhold shit from you. I have to whatever. But I just decided that, that I, I, yeah, we're not going to be able to do this. It's not going to happen. There was no more. Uh, there's, there's no more. This 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 is not able to go on anymore. I just got tired of the uh, again the eggshell life, the the feeling like I was in a fatal attraction, and you know I don't know we. we we're, we're, we're both great actors. I'll say that. We, we, act, we acted like we were in a relationship a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? And as for the, the second scenario, um, how did I know the, to end that one? We like to end that one. I knew, I knew that one when uh, I just didn't feel valued, to be honest. I just This individual did not, I don't believe this individual valued men. Um, honestly, and, and unfortunately, sometimes that's the case. Um, it, 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 it's, but you, it's up to you to stay in that. You know what I'm saying? I'm speaking to, like I say, all men. Like, if you recognize that a woman does not value a man, um, a, spe a certain type of man, like if a woman does not value that a man of masculinity or, or assertiveness and shit like that, then she's, it's not going to change. It only gets worse. And, um, and I will say the same thing to any woman. If you don't feel valued um, and, and you have to always, if you feel like you need to operate in your, in your masculine energy when you're with a man, then um, you, it, it doesn't get any worse. It doesn't get any worse. I mean, it doesn't get any better. You know what I mean? It's going to, it only, it only gets worse. And, and that's not what's, what's comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like it, a, a man feels his, I, I would say a man feels his, his his best when he's able to operate in his masculine 
and a woman feels, you know, her best when she's able to operate in her feminine, um, you know, energy, because there's a level of trust there, you know what I mean? Like, to be able to provide uh, a kingdom where a woman can enter that and also and she can operate in her feminine energy without feeling like she has to protect herself and shit, and I just didn't feel... I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel valued, truthfully. Just I tried to. I I I left Disney World. <laughs> I I left. Um, I had the. I went for the idea of someone versus accepting who they were showing me time and time again, and that is what I, I just think I just finally took off the the you know the what they say rose colored lenses and shit, and I was able to see things for what they were, not for what I wanted them to be, and. And, and it, it, it sucked. It sucked because I realized I had been living in illusion the entire time. I was very blue-pilled when it came to this individual. And really any woman, you know, I would say before um, 2020. Yeah, probably 2000. Anytime, any, anytime before 2020, I was definitely blue-pilled when I was uh, engaging uh, with women. So this particular situation, I just got, I was, I just did not feel valued. I, I didn't feel respected. I, I was just, uh, I was just there. I was an accessory, if you will, a trophy, if you, if, yeah, I more, I felt more like a trophy than somebody that actually was valued for the things that they wanted to do and, and who they were as a person. So it was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not able to do this anymore. So I just left. That was it. No notice, no nothing. I mean, they've been break. We have been broken up like officially for like uh, I would say a year. But this time it was just more like that on again, off again shit. And I just was like, I, I'm, I'm not strong enough right now to just be able to, like to, to, to end this thing. So I just, I just left it. And I just let it be and just, it just faded away. You know what I mean? Uh, but. Uh, it's been it's been interesting. It's been an interesting time since uh, since you know being being out of those toxic relationships and recognizing so much about yourself and going through the grieving process of shit that you didn't even realize that you had to grieve from. And there's so much growth um, in that mentally, and more so the biggest lesson of all is learning to forgive yourself for what you didn't know, and and that shit happens daily um, as far as like forgiving yourself for what you didn't like damn I would have done something so differently I'm sure for you guys with your kids and stuff like that being in those relationships oh, I wish I would have done this differently but you, you you didn't know what you know now so it's like learning to forgive yourself uh, for being in those scenarios and you did the best you could with the knowledge you had and, and that's all we really can do as humans and that's all we are we're humans we're not superhuman or nothing like that every time we feel like we're more than human that's when life goes fucked up so it's like understanding that you're just human. You're going to go through things. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn from them. And some mistakes can be costly with your life um, in many ways, be it dead or in jail. But, you know, life goes on. I mean, we are pretty much a sum of the of the choices that we make in life. And we got to make a decision um, and, 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 and not be so cautious with life either. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't live a a cautious life because when you look back you're like what the fuck did I do I didn't do anything you know but you want to you want to be able to to go out make mistakes uh, move on in life better yourself and just a whole list of other things that positivity and healing energy it can bring so um, I wish positive and healing energy to anyone listening to this episode but uh, uh, number one I just want to thank Anik for um, blessing us all like with her story, blessing us with her presence on this podcast, her first podcast at that. So I'm really, really grateful to like to have uh, Anik on for for her first time being on the show. I hope that she goes on and one creates a, her own podcast that she's able to help others heal with her story, and then coming on my show uh, for sure to, uh, to to talk some more about whatever it is so Anique I appreciate you being on the show thank you thank you so much yeah and Coco you you know how we do girl um <laughs> I am grateful for you being on here um giving it to giving it straight you know I knew that it was going to be uh, uh something uh definitely worth listening to having um these two souls on here with their story just from listening to them in the past like i've known them yeah roughly about the same time frame to be honest um so we're talking about what 
Yeah, it's almost like three years, I think. It's um, been it's been amazing. Um, both both beautiful spirits uh, definitely are are down to defend anyone that they love, and um, I'm just grateful to to have you guys on the show. But before we get out of here, is there anything? that you guys wanted to share. Now, I know Anique has, um, you know, her Instagram stuff. Did you want to share that, um, any of your Instagram information with uh, with the listeners before we close out? Um, yeah, absolutely. It's The Alexandra Show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll be sure to make sure that that's in the, um, you know, the, like the description of this episode. So anyone that just may, we'll just make that all easier for everybody just to find you and, you know, again, to learn more about you and, um, and even con- come in contact with you, you know, this could be the start of something, something else for you. Coco, what about you? Is there anything that you wanted to share? Um, just that wherever anybody is in their relationship, um, I know sometimes it's really hard to leave um, out of fear or they don't think that they can make it. Just know that one day you will find the strength, you know, and it's okay to be scared. It's okay to feel everything that you're feeling. Allow yourself to be angry. Um, it's part of, you know, grieving and it's part of healing is going through that anger. Um, and just keep moving forward, you know. Even if you take a few steps back, it's not an easy road. It's a possible road. Um, just keep, you know, keep strong and everything work out the way that it's supposed to. Um, but just know that, you know, if you really do want to get out of the relationships, just, you know, when the time is right, you'll know it. Um, just keep your head up and just keep moving forward. Most definitely. All right, for me, um, be sure to subscribe to the Ask Rome YouTube series on YouTube. We also be sure to subscribe to the Two Cents podcast on Spotify now, thanks to Anchor. Um, Anchor, um, iTunes podcast, uh, podcast platforms, you can pretty much find uh, Two Cents. That's the number two, and then sense spelled like common sense. Uh, but... Um, from from Romy Mag, from Coco, and 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 newly um, podcast host here, Anique. We want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys appreciate it, and uh, be sure to share with uh, with your friends, family, coworkers, all that stuff. But uh, from the three of us, we out. We out. Peace. Peace.